Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 8th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled God is Faithful, and then I'm teaching a series inside of the series entitled We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything. I want you to know that God is faithful towards you. He loves you. He sent you to this planet at just the right time. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. The hand of God is on your life. I pray that your feet will be bound to the path that God established for you from the foundations of the world. God is faithful towards you. Our job now is to be faithful towards him, to acknowledge that he is our God, that he made us, that we are not self-made men, that we are not self-made women, that we're not just pulling ourselves up by our own bootstraps, that it's the hand of God, the grace of God, the favor of God that is on our lives. We acknowledge him. It is from him that all blessings flow, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. I want you to know that God is faithful towards you. All right, so that said, let's get into the word for this morning. So I've been in this series entitled We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything. This is part 35 of the series, part 35. If you haven't watched the previous messages, go check those out. They're on the podcast, on iTunes, also on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. So part 35, the title of today's message is The Resting Place of God's Love. I'm telling you, I'm going to have to contain myself and slow myself down. So I don't, I don't, you know, I, I really need to give you what God gave me. And so we've been looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, but today the Lord also led me to Ephesians chapter 3. And so between those two, oh my God, this is going to be good. All right, so the resting place of God's love is the title. Let's get into it. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the Bible says, beginning at verse 1, uh, now it's because of God's mercy that we have been entrusted with the privilege of this new covenant ministry. And so because we have this new covenant ministry, we will not quit and we will not faint with weariness. Verse seven, we are like common clay jars that carry around this glorious treasure on the inside of us so that the power that is released from our lives could be seen as God's and not ours. Verse eight, though we experience every kind of pressure, guess what? We're not crushed. And at times it's true. We don't even know what to do, but we know this. Quitting is not an option. Verse nine, we are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we're not knocked out. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies, but this is so that the life of Jesus can be revealed through our own bodies. We consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake, but this is so that the life of Jesus can be revealed through our humanity so that people can see Jesus in us in this world. So then, Death is at work in us, but guess what? It is releasing life in you. We have the same spirit of faith that was described in the scriptures when it says, first, I believe, then I spoke in faith. Well, guess what? Paul says, New Testament, we also believe, then we speak in faith. Verse 16, so no wonder we don't give up. For even though we have an outer man that is gradually wearing out, we have an inner man through the Holy Spirit that's being renewed every single day. And so because of that, we view our slight, short-lived troubles. Whatever you're going through is small compared to God. Whatever you're going through is slight compared to God. It's a slight, short-lived trouble. Watch this. We view it within the context of the light of eternity. We 
see our difficulties as the substance that is producing for us an eternal weight of glory that is far beyond all comparison. Why? Because we do not focus our attention on the scene. We're not living as mere men. We're not just going to live off of what we get through our eyes and our ears and what we can touch and taste and feel. No, no, no. We're not living off of our senses. We're living by the spirit. We're living by faith and not by sight. We are living by the unseen. What is seen is temporary. It is subject to change, but what is unseen is eternal. And then the Lord led me to Ephesians chapter six. My God, this is going to be good. It's going to take me a few days to get through this, but Ephesians uh, chapter three, I'm sorry, verses 16 through 20. This is what the Bible says from the Passion Translation. Paul is speaking. Paul says, I pray that God would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and his explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. The resting place of God's love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all of his dimensions, how deeply intimate and far-reaching God's love is, how enduring and inclusive it is, endless love that is far beyond what we can measure. It transcends understanding. This extravagant love, God pours it out into you until you are overflowing with the fullness of God. And then Paul says this, verse 20, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you to accomplish all of this. He will, God will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. He will do, watch this, more than your most unbelievable dream. And he will exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. You're being renewed every single day by the Holy Spirit because you know that God loves you. So the title of today's message is The Resting Place of God's Love. I want you to rest in God's love. I'm telling you, there's so much in Ephesians. There's so much in what I just shared with you. It's going to take me some time to get through it. But I have two things to share with you on this morning. And once again, I'm going to try not to explode. I'm just going to try to contain myself and share with you what God has given me. You ready? I have two things to share with you on this morning. All right, here we go. Uh, Number one. Number one, the more revelation of God you receive, the more power you will walk in. So the more revelation of God you receive, the more power you will walk in. Let me explain the whole thing about revelation. So we've been looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 16, where the text says, so no wonder we don't give up. So even though we have an outward man that's gradually wearing out, we have an inner man that's being renewed every single day. So as I was meditating on, on this, you know, how do I explain the inner man that's being renewed every single day? What does that renewal look like? How are we, we renewed continually? I believe the answer is God's love. I believe that that we are renewed continually as we get a continual revelation of the love of God. It is the love of God on the inside of us that renews us and restores us and revives us. I believe the text is teaching us, the Apostle Paul, about the love of God. Paul said, I pray that God would unveil. So the, the, the word unveil, I'm explaining here in a minute. 
unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength is flooding your innermost being with his divine might and his explosive power. So Paul prayed that God would unveil to us the unlimited riches of his glory. Right now, this unveiling, so think about this for a minute, unveil. So think of a curtain or a veil, right? So to unveil, when you unveil something, you're pulling back the veil or you're pulling back the curtain so that you can reveal what was concealed behind the curtain, right? So it's not that whatever's there, it was already there. It's just that it was concealed from you. So it was real. It's there. It's just that you could not see it. But when you pull back the veil or you pull back the curtain, you are revealing what was previously concealed. So through the Holy Spirit, God reveals to you what was prepared for you, but concealed from you, and you didn't even know it. And so what he does through the Holy Spirit, come on now, he unveils, he pulls back the curtain, he pulls back the veil so you can see what's already yours. And one of the things that God reveals to you that's behind the curtain is the love of God. The Holy Spirit gives you a revelation of the love of God. Paul explains that once we get insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, understanding, concerning the love of God, the more understanding we get of God's love, the more we can look back the veil and see, oh snap, this is how much God loves. I'm God's favorite. This is how much God loves me. Once you get convinced that God loves you, then the text says that you're going to be flooded with the supernatural power, that you'll be renewed, that you'll be able to walk in, in a level of revelation and understanding and power, explosive power, the text says. The revelation of God's love. Once you know that God loves me, there's nothing I ever did to make God start loving me. And there's nothing I will ever do to, to, for God to ever stop. Paul says then, if you ever get to that point where you're like, okay, now I know that God loves me, then it positions you for what Paul calls favor. He says, there's this favor that will flow through you. He says that the favor is going to flow through you. Watch this. Until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might, and his explosive power. So you're going to get the favor of God flowing to you until there's something on the inside that's flooding you. You, you there's, there's a flood. Like, you know, when a flood comes in, it overflows everything. It is the, a flood of what? Of divine might. It is a flood of explosive power. And it happens because God is pulling back the veil and showing you how much he loves you. The text says in another translation, so you can understand the height and the depth and the width and the breadth of God's love. The more you understand the love of God, the greater revelation you get concerning how much God loves me, how much God loves you. The more you get to the point where I'm convinced that God loves me and the love of God would never fail, then the more renewed you're going to be. This is how you're renewed in your spirit every single day. You have an outer man that's gradually wearing out, but you have an inner man that's being renewed every single day. And you will walk in divine power, explosive power, divine might, the text says. Why? Because at that point, you know, God loves me. God lives inside of me. You're going to be like John, like Jesus was in John 14 and 10. He says, watch this. It's the father who lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. And you're so convinced that God loves you. You're so convinced that God is on you, in you, with you, for you. My God, that God made plans for you, that you're walking with God, that your life is all about him. Once you get to that point, it is divine might. It is explosive power because it's God flowing through you. Let me say it this way. Real power doesn't come from you trying to convince God to do something for you. And this is where a lot of people go wrong. See, a lot of people that are religious, they just see 
Faith is I'm going to come up with something and, and, and I'm going to come to God and I'm saying, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. I might even grab two or three scriptures and try to justify it and then lay it out before God and petition it and make a decree and make a declare and command my morning and all that kind of stuff. But you're trying to convince God to give you something. That's not real power. Real power comes when God convinces you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Faith is not about you trying to convince God. Faith is what happens when God convinces you. When, when, when you get real power, when God convinces you, hey, son, I love you. Hey, son, there's nothing you could do. Daughter, I want you to know that I love you with an unconditional and everlasting love. My love is immeasurable. My love is unsearchable. My love is, is released inside of you to the point where you can walk in divine might. You can walk in explosive power because I love you. Not because you are so good, but because I'm so good and because I love you. When you get convinced that God loves you with an everlasting love, that he made plans for you from the foundations of the world, that he's more committed to you than you're committed to you. When you get convinced at that point of the love of God and you start walking in the love of God in that way, then watch this. You, 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 you yield to him. At that point, you walk in supernatural power because at that point, you're you get your flesh out of the way. You're like, you know what? I don't need to earn God's love. I don't need to. I don't need to try to do all these things, you know, by works so that God can bless me and God can. No, no, no. God just loves me. God loves me. God wants to bless me. Guess what? Because God wants to bless me. Why? Because God is good. And not because I'm good, but because God is good. And because God wants to bless me, because God wants to bless me, because God is good. And what I'm going to do is get out of the way and I'm going to yield to him and I'm going to submit myself unto him in all ways, in all things, at all times. And once this happens in your heart and once you re God reveals himself to you and you yield to him and you get out of the way, oh my God, there's nothing that you can't do. And the Holy Spirit is the key to all of this. Because the revelation of God's love comes through the Holy Spirit. The, 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 yes, you're, you have an outer man that's gradually wearing out. You have an outer man that's in a gradual state of degradation, right? But you have an inner man that's being renewed every single day through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is revealing to you how much he loves you. The Holy Spirit is revealing the love of God to you every day. Say amen to that. All right, I have two things to share with you on this morning. That was number one. Let's get into number two. And there was so much in number two that I'm not going to be able to finish number two today. I'll flow in this tomorrow. So number two is resting in God's love is the key to living an amazing life. I know it's Monday morning. I know you probably have a lot of things on your calendar. You're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Some people are already getting ready for Christmas. My wife is already getting the Christmas lights ready, all of that stuff. I know you got a bunch of things on your to-do list and all of that. But listen, let me let you know, the Holy Spirit is the key to living an amazing life. You want to live an amazing life? The Holy Spirit is the key. Paul said in Ephesians 3 and 17, let me read it to you again. He says, then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. You want Jesus. You want to be able to say 1 John 4 and 17, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. By, by living by faith, constantly using your faith, the life of Jesus, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and the root of your life. You want the resting place of God's love to be the source and the root of your life. So let's talk about this a little bit, and then we'll deal with this some more tomorrow. Let's deal with the first statement. The first statement is, watch this, for Christ to be released deep inside of you, Paul said, that you got to constantly use your faith, that you have to live by faith, that you have to walk by faith and not by sight. In Galatians 5 and 6, Paul taught us that faith works by love. So it's not that faith works by love. In Galatians, Paul was not saying, well, 
this is what I used to think. I used to think Galatians 5 and 6, faith works by love, means that if I want my faith to work, then my love walk needs to be perfect. So I have to like do everything right as it relates to the love of God so that my faith would work. But if you read Galatians in context, the Apostle Paul is not putting any pressure on you to perform. He's actually doing the opposite. If the letter that Paul wrote to the Galatians, the Galatians were people that uh, were formerly Jews that had converted to Christianity. And so there were a lot of people there that were focused on works, that were focused on, on doing things in the flesh, that were focused on, on performance-based religion. And the Apostle Paul is trying to deliver them from performance-based religion. And he said, no, no, no. In the whole letter, he's, he's de-emphasizing your performance and emphasizing the grace of God. So it can't be that faith works by love means that I have to do everything right. No, let me explain. If you read Galatians, a, a quick summary is he, he puts so much emphasis on the grace of God and not works. He got really upset where there were some Jewish converts to Christ that were taking non-Jews, Gentiles, that once they got born again, they were saying, okay, well, now that you're born again, the problem is you're uncircumcised. And they were taking grown men, 20, 30, 40, 50 year old men saying, well, you never got circumcised like we got circumcised on the eighth day. So you need to get circumcised. And here they are, 30, 40, 50 year old men were getting circumcised with no anesthesia. That's crazy. And they were doing it. And Paul says, if you let somebody convince you that you got to go do some physical act to be right, you have fallen from grace. He said, no, faith doesn't work by circumcision or uncircumcision. Faith works by love. It's not, it's not that faith works when I do everything right. It's not that faith, my faith is going to be strong when my love is strong. No, no, no. My faith is going to be strong when I'm convinced that God loves me. Faith works by love. I have to know that God loves me. If I want to live by faith, I got to know that God loves me. Until I know that God loves me, my faith will never work. But when I'm convinced that God loves me with an everlasting love, then it's no longer about circumcision or uncircumcision. It's no longer about works. It's no longer about performance-based religion. I am convinced that God loves me. I got a revelation of God's love. And so now I can live by faith. Now when God tells me to do something that doesn't make sense, when God leads me to do something that I, I don't even know what the heck I'm doing, I'm going to do it because I know that God loves me and I trust his love and I believe, well, I don't know what he's doing, but I know his plans are going to be good. And I don't know what he's going to do, but I know it's going to be good. And so I'm going to do it anyway. And so, so that, yeah, my faith is going to work when I'm convinced that God loves me with an everlasting love, that God loves me with an unconditional love. I'm not moved. I don't need any sense realm evidence to support it. I don't have sense realm evidence to support it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Why? Because I know God loves me because God is leading me to do it. And so I'm doing it because I know that God loves me. And then Paul goes on to say the resting place of God's love will become the very source and the root of your life. The resting place of God's love is the source and is the root of my life. I am convinced that God loves me and I know that God loves me with an everlasting love. And so it's the love of God. I'm resting in the love of God. It's the source. It's the root of my life. Oh my God. And once I get to that point, I'm going to deal with this some more tomorrow. Last statement I'm going to make for you today. I'm, there's way too much in here for me to cover in one day. Let me just give you the last statement. The last statement that I wrote down. We have been learning how to withstand and overcome anything, right? So Paul is teaching us in Ephesians that the key to walking in divine might and explosive power is getting to the point where we are convinced that God loves us. Once we are fully persuaded that God loves us, 
with an unconditional love, then there's nothing we can't do. Once you get to the point where I, you know God loves me, I'm convinced God loves me with an unconditional love. I, God loves me. There's nothing I can do. I did nothing to get God to start loving me and nothing I will do will ever make him stop. God loves me. I'm convinced that God, my faith is strong. You know why? Because I know God loves me. Oh my God, this is going to be good. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I'm going to learn how to rest in God's love. Speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by getting a revelation of your love for me. The Holy Spirit pulls back the veil for me. As he does, I get a revelation of your love that changes the way I see you. It changes the way I see myself. It changes the way I see others. Your love changes everything. Your love releases Jesus in me. Your love unleashes divine might and explosive power through me. I am fully persuaded that you love me and I find my resting place in your love. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, this is going to be good stuff. Go to todaysword.org. It's free. Todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you, but God loves you more. Do me a favor. Two things. Go into the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, go into the chat and leave me some comments in the chat. Uh, and then also, number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I want you to have an amazing day and get ready for this week. I'm going to be teaching on this for a while. This is going to be a blessing. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Thank you.